0: Hi there, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so glad you're here. This is a podcast for the busy mom who wants to find some extra joy in her day. In eight minutes or less, I will share my own words of encouragement for you and some God-inspired words of wisdom. When I have fabulous guests to share with you, you'll hear an inspiring interview in 20 minutes or less. I like to keep it short and sweet, actionable, and encouraging. Let's get started. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. Happy New Year. It's the first episode of 2020. It's going to be a great year for the podcast. I am now having a theme for every month. January is the month of authors, and I'm bringing you a wonderful conversation I had with author Ashley Abercrombie. She wrote Rise of the Truth Teller, and today she is sharing with us an important message about building authentic, real friendships. And us mamas, we really need that. We need some mom friends and just friends in general to keep us sane and walk with us in the journey of motherhood. And I love that in her book, she talks about true storytelling with trusted friends is really the key for not feeling alone in your motherhood. So I 100% agree with that. You're going to love our conversation today. You're going to be so inspired. And also, I have an exciting surprise that if you click on the link in the show notes, you can enter to win a book giveaway and win a copy of Ashley's book. Okay, without further ado, enjoy our conversation, friends. P.S. Moms of Littles, pop in those earbuds. Ashley. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. (laughs) I love the title of your podcast, and it's wonderful, by the way. I
1: spent some time listening to a few episodes this morning and how helpful and concise and clear. I love what you're doing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. That means a lot to me, especially cuz I know you're a fellow podcaster. <laughs>
1: yes. I love this medium. It's one of my favorite ways to communicate with people. <laughs> me too.
0: Me too. It's it's such a blessing. And so everybody, this is Ashley Abercrombie. She, if you haven't heard of her yet, you are definitely going to want to go learn more about her. She is amazing and she's an author. Um, one of my goals one day, I'm putting it out there in the world. Um, Okay. So she's an author. She wrote a book called Rise of the Truth Teller. It is riveting. It is redeeming. It's inspiring. So I really appreciate your honesty, Ashley, and your wisdom, the way you tell story with humor and heart. So this book is a must read everyone. Also, by the way, the way you tell Bible stories, it (laughs) literally could make anyone interested in the Bible.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. That means the world to me. I feel like, you know, I love to be able to make the Bible come alive. And, you know, I never want to put my current context on what the biblical text is. But at the same time, I do believe we can find so much humor and delight and joy in actually reading the word and thinking about what it really means. These are real people. And if you think about that, the Bible is crazy. Like there's so many crazy moments. So it's good
0: to read. Yeah, the Bible is real. Um, It's yeah, it's cool to think of it as a story. And um, yeah, I just I love the way you tell stories. So thank you for that in your book. Okay, so before we get going on what you have to share with us today, Ashley, could you briefly introduce yourself and share a little bit about your family? And what started your journey to becoming an author? Yes, I would love to. So I was born and raised in North Carolina, and then
1: I moved to Los Angeles when I was 21 years old and spent 15 years of my life where I met my husband. We've been married now for eight years, and we had our first baby in L.A., Um, His name is Levi. And then we moved to Manhattan three and a half years ago. So we live in the concrete jungle and where we had our second baby, Lucas, and he's two and a half years old. So all that really means to anybody who's listening, and you know this well, is that I'm very tired. Yes.
0: (laughs) I love that. And then how did you become an author? So I... Honestly, I've been writing
1: for the last 20 years. So it's been my side hustle and one of my favorite things to do for life. And I was just deeply committed to exercising that gift, even when no one was reading it and no one cared about it. I was writing and pitching articles to magazines and working on curriculums and doing all kinds of things like that, because I just love to write. And then last fall, um, I started working. I got a, two book deal and began to work on my first book and then became a full-time author and speaker for the very first time and so after 20 years of work and effort and consistency finally that dream is coming true in my life and it's been such a joy to do that and has made all those seasons of waiting feel absolutely worth it
0: (laughs) yes that's wonderful what a good message to share Mm -hmm. okay so um Let's dive into what you're going to talk about with our lovely listeners. So in your book, you talk a lot about um, being authentic, telling your story, being a truth teller. I love that idea, Um, especially because we know God is truth. Um, So specifically today, you're going to talk about being true and genuine and authentic in Relationships, specifically in friendships. So, can you just kind of what does this mean to you? What does it mean to you to cultivate real, lasting, genuine friendships in your life? Um, I'd love to hear what this means to you and just have you speak on this topic because I know you have a lot of wisdom to share with our listeners today.
1: Yes. So, I Love the friendships that are in my life. And honestly, I've always said that my friends are my lifeline. And being born and raised in the South, as I've already said, you know, I learned a lot about truth telling. We were raised to be honest, we were raised to tell the truth. And at the same time, so often what we really meant by telling the truth was telling the truth about other people. And so we were able to identify Mm -hmm. what's wrong with others, you know, what they need to fix, what they need to do differently. And judgment was very much a part of the Southern culture that that um, I was a part of. And because of that, my journey was really learning to tell the truth about myself and being able to own my past and own my issues and own my character flaws, and then being able to really take my mask off and valuing integrity much more than image. And as I began to do that, I stepped into more meaningful, reciprocal, authentic friendship because I was no longer pretending and I was no longer performing in order to be in relationship with others, but I was truly being myself. And as a person who has 16 years of recovery under my belt from Eating disorders, drugs, abuse of alcohol, dysfunctional relationships. You know, I have had to overcome so many hurdles to live an honest life. And I'm just getting too old and too annoyed to ever put my mask back on. And Mm -hmm. once you experience rich, genuine friendship and relationship, then there's no going back. (laughs) You know, like I can't go backwards Mm -hmm. into hiding and pretending and performing. And it's not as if those temptations don't still exist in my life. I think that, you know, as human beings, we'll always be tempted to hide or to pretend or to perform or to act like it's no big deal or to push pain somewhere deep down where we don't have to deal with it. Or honestly, wearing the mask of, you know, always being in pain or always having an issue or always, you know, having a drama to be able to share with others, because that's also a way of hiding and pretending. Um, And so I think for me, when I've made the courageous choice to be honest and to be honest in relationship and to push past those temptations to, to not be honest, it has really made my relationships thrive and come alive. And I love that I have friends who can show up in my in the hard bits of life, whether there's loss or you know there's sickness or there is a death in the family. And I love that people give me the privilege of showing up for them and in their pain. And I also love that we get to be together in the boring, ordinary moments of life, right? Because that's really yes. where you're wondering, God, where are you? And what am I even doing with my life? You know, you're changing diaper mm-hmm. number 10 and trying to yes. body train the other one. And you're like, seriously, yep. what does this have to do with anything that I'm called to do? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we really just need each other in the day to day. And we need each other in the celebration of life. And we need each other in the pain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I really connected with with what you said about, um, you know, there's a temptation to always be positive and, you know, pretend like things aren't so bad. And that's probably my temptation if I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. and there are people who maybe struggle with always, you know, the negative, like saying, Oh, I have this going on in this drama. And I like that you said, that's also a way to hide. I've never thought of mm-hmm. it that way. That's very interesting. And I think, um, I totally agree that we have to just be there for each other in the exciting stuff, the hard stuff, the mundane stuff. I mean, that's where as I think as moms, you know, we connect a lot in the mundane and just the normal average day-to-day mom life of, you know, changing diapers and potty training. Um, And I'm blessed enough to have a great community and I actually have some mom friends that we are in a group text and you know our kids are about the same age toddler age and we're all just starting to have our second um Mm. so it's kind of fun to just share those little things that happen during the day and don't you think that um you know talking about taking off your mask don't you think Mm -hmm. when you take off your own mask that kind of helps others do that have you noticed that in your relationships with others, it kind of encourages them to sort of be real and not hide because you're, like you said in your book, you go first. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. I mean, that was fully my experience. I can remember, you know, struggling with, you know, all the different addictions that I had and living inside of these dysfunctional relationships. And then I had been sexually assaulted on my college campus by a guy that I knew in my late teens. And then, um, you know, had just had an abortion. And I remember moving across the country to Los Angeles and being like, nobody can ever know about any of this and just stuffing it somewhere deep. And I showed up at a faith community on a Sunday morning after witnessing the beautiful life of my friends who actually never invited me to their church, but they were so kind and so loving and so non-judgmental that I asked them, can I come to your church because I've never met Christians this amazing in my entire life. And when I showed up, you know, the, the person on the platform, not only was she was, was she a female, which was new to my context. And then I, I, But she also began to share her story of brokenness before she preached this amazing message. And she talked about abuse and she talked about molestation and she talked about, you know, addiction. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You mean God cares about this and I don't have to hide it from them? And also, are you telling me that we say this out loud in front of other people? What? And so it was like this revolution of my mind where I realized, wow, like actually the key to freedom is in the sharing, not the silence. And so for me, that was a real breakthrough moment of being able to break the silence on my own pain and on my own past and be able to look ahead to what's possible in the future if you don't have to hide. And if you don't have to lie, you know, I realized like you don't have to lie to live. And so I love going first now and being able to share my story. And Sometimes in the very beginning when we hear another woman's story, um, what's challenging is that you might only begin to admit the story to yourself. You know, you might only be able to say, you know what? I have this in my past and instead of pretending like it's not there, I'm going to look it in the face and acknowledge it. But even that is a step towards relationship with others because what you can admit to yourself, you can then begin to admit and share to others. And so when you've um, owned your own story and been able to share that between you and God, then you're able to take that step of saying, you know what, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to risk rejection and I'm going to risk abandonment, and I'm going to risk being misunderstood here because I value freedom more than I value these chains. And so for me, I think going versed has been a, a very powerful, um, you know, thing I've benefited from, and then another gift I've been able to give to others.
0: It is a huge gift. Yes, I agree. And reading your book has been so helpful for me, actually, and um, just sort of acknowledging my own pain right now. Um, not to make it about me, but You know, my mom is going through cancer treatment right now. She's starting next week. Mm, And so, yeah, it's, you know, really intense. uh, And it's, um, there's a lot of pain there. But I, because I like to focus on joy and positivity, and I'm very optimistic as a person, I've always been that way. um, It's just me, right? Um, I think there's a tendency to avoid the pain and think that it's, Bad to go there. It's not good to go there. You know, you have to stick with the positive. But I think in going there, it helps other people go there. And so, you know, you going first and writing this book, you know, you're affecting people's lives and you don't even know probably because, like, You know, you didn't know that you writing your book and, and writing about your pain would help me to sort of identify my own pain this week. Mm. So it's kind of, it's amazing how powerful going first is, um, in, and just in making those deep, real connections with people and just saying, this is all of me instead of, oh, this is a part of me. This is, this is the positive Stephanie. This is the happy Stephanie. Totally. Or
1: this is like the part of me I think you want to see, you know?
0: Yes. A hundred percent. This is the part I want to show you and I don't want to show you the rest. Um, But it's, I like that, you know, the true storytelling is telling your whole story. Uh, Then I think the idea of telling it with, you know, the true storytelling with trusted friends. Mm -hmm. I like that kind of component of it that you talk about in the book, because I think we do have to be a little careful and prudent in who we share our story with, especially if it's really raw and really, you know, recent and something that maybe we haven't healed from yet, or we're still healing, whatever the case may be. So I think, um, having that trusted group, like you talk about in the book, you don't have to have a million friends, just a few really close ones. Um, so I'm wondering how you can encourage our listeners to make these deep connections with others. So maybe some people listening Do identify with the, you know, the idea of not wanting to show the full selves, worried about getting hurt, maybe they've been hurt in the past, you know, how do they get over these intimacy blocks, so to speak, you Mm -hmm. know, what's maybe step one, If, if someone listening wants that real deep friendship, but they don't quite know where to start.
1: Such a beautiful question because I spent a lot of years in my life um, that felt lonely, and sometimes it was lonely for a reason. Like when I was stepping out of addiction and into a new way of living, that meant that my whole friendship circles had to change. Or even think about when I first became a mom. Honestly, mm-hmm. it felt a little bit lonely because you're like, whoa! You go from talking adults every day. You like yes. have these uh, great work conversations. You know, it can feel like a lonely season, even though you're not alone. And so I think our sense of loneliness is not contingent on how many people are around us, but what is happening on the inside of us, and so that's one thing to just know if you're in this season where you're feeling like, man, I do feel lonely, even though I'm surrounded, you're not crazy, you're very normal, this is what happens in the human experience, but one thing I really started to do is to study what does it mean for me to be a person of integrity, instead of always looking at others and going, well, they didn't do this, and so that means I can't do that, or blaming them for what had happened to me, or, you know, just sort of thinking I can't trust anyone, making these vows about what I will and won't do. And then being unable to really engage in meaningful relationship because I just didn't trust anybody. And so I started to study, what does it mean to be a person of integrity? i read this amazing book that I would highly recommend to anyone called Changes That Heal. And the next book I read was a book called Safe People. And I actually read these two books, you know, at least once every two years, because that's how important they are in my life. And they mm-hmm. teach you how to become a person of wholeness. And also, what are the red flags in my life I need to deal with? What are my character flaws that I need deal with? Do I gossip about other people? Well, then how could I be looking for a safe person if I'm not a safe person, you know? And then it also helps you identify red flags in other people. And again, we're not looking for perfection. Like I'm never going to be a perfect person and the people in my life are never going to be perfect people. But at the same time, we can look for healthy people who walk in integrity. And so those books were kind of my first step. And then my second step was just getting to know people. And that's a big risk because you think to yourself, man, I could invest six months in this relationship and then go, crap, they're not safe. They talk bad about me or they don't have the same values as me. I don't like the way they scream at their kids or whatever the situation might be. And of course, we value diversity, obviously, but I'm talking about the close you know, couple of friends that you're gonna lean into relationship with, but you have mm-hmm. to try and it has to be consistent, right? So you can't show up every, you know, three months and expect for there to be deep relationship formed. You have to be consistent and intentional about seeing each other on a weekly or bi weekly basis. And um, as you get to know one another, I think it's it's beginning to venture past sort of the surface things. You know, maybe you're you find yourself constantly talking about, you know, um target or you know what's what's mm-hmm. coming up for the holidays and what birthday parties are you organizing or what's happening at school? And all that is beautiful Mm -hmm. and important. And at the same time, you want to kind of push a little bit past that. Like, Hey, you know what, this week was really hard for me. I am feeling very lonely in my motherhood. Do you ever feel like that? You know, so it's just the opportunity to connect and ask a question and go deeper with one another so you can hear where each other are at. Um, so it's a process. It takes some time. You're probably going to get disappointed, but I will tell you what, it is so worth it. Because when you find those few friends and you journey together for a couple of years and they know you and you know them, oh my gosh, what an incredible blessing. Like there is no other way to live truly.
0: I agree. Thank you for sharing that. That's really helpful for just me and um, everyone listening. I know that, um, that will definitely bless them to, to think of those action steps and just kind of where to begin. And I will definitely link those books in the show notes. um, And I'm going to check those out. I love reading. So thank you for that. Of course. Uh, That's the end of part one, but part two is ready friends. Go listen. Bye for now.